0: All right, what is up, guys? Thank you for joining in for the very first episode of Necessary Evil. Thomas Paine once wrote that in its best state, in its most ideal state, the best thing government could possibly be is still a necessary evil. In its worst state, an intolerable one. I am your fearless host, John DeLuca, aka Busybody Fitness, aka Male Nurse Extraordinaire. Over the last five years, in lieu of developing useful skills or pursuing meaningful romantic relationships, I've spent the bulk of my free time reading and studying both sides of all the major political arguments of our time, getting down to the core of these issues, weighing the pros and cons of both sides—I know that sounds surprising in today's landscape—and deciding what level of state intervention is appropriate on a case-by-case basis based on my values and what I see as just. So, if you want someone to espouse regurgitated and received opinions— be very cognizant of received opinions. These are the people that just spout off anything they hear from Fox News or MSNBC because it sounds good when you say it out loud or because the host votes the same way they do. If you're looking for that, then kindly see yourself out. My idea for this podcast is to have quick 10, 15-minute episodes where I break down one or two of the hot topics of today's political landscape and bring you a reasoned, thought-out approach from a right-wing perspective. And yes, you heard that correctly. I am right-wing. Right-wing. So, before you have an aneurysm, nerds, allow me to explain myself. The term right-wing is so misused and misrepresented by both sides, you know, partly justified because of these certified ingrates, like Chris Cantwell, Richard Spencer, Jared Taylor, those types, who call themselves right-wing or alt-right, who I do not identify with whatsoever, okay? And the same goes for the war hawks of the Republican Party, right? The Bushes, the Lindsey Grahams, the John Boltons, the, the McCain's, I want nothing to do with them, all right? So to me, and for the record, anyone with more than seven functioning brain cells, right and left is a spectrum for the size and the scope of the federal government and the role it should play within the constraints of a civilized society. So real quick, your farthest left obviously is your communist. That's total state control. That's Mao's China, Ho Chi Minh's Vietnam, Pol Pot's Cambodia, uh, Castro's Cuba, Lenin's Russia. Bernie's Vermont, uh, kidding, relax, relax. Oh my God. Uh, and then far right, you have anarchy. Now, obviously I am not an anarchist. I do see a role for the state. I'm a fan of public schools, uh, obviously police, disaster relief, uh, healthcare for truly unavoidable and egregious circumstances, something I'll break down on a later episode. Uh, but remember government at its best And its most well-run, most efficient machine is still a necessary evil. And I think we can agree that as of late and possibly for all time, government has not exactly been running at its best, okay? So I am on the right because I advocate for a smaller government, not because of some weird ethno-nationalist belief system or racial hierarchy or any of that garbage, right? I just see government as a toxic pit of deception, waste, fraud, and abuse of power, all right. And just so we're clear, all right, a lot of Republicans and, and people on the right are afraid to admit this. A lot of these large corporations can fit into those categories as well. All right. Uh, uh, deception, fraud, abuse of power, you know, not necessarily waste because, um, you know, you don't waste nearly as much money when you're the one footing the bill. And if you don't believe me, go talk to anyone who's ever been involved in construction and ask them the difference between a government job and a private job. Okay, <laughs> a damn government job will pay you $600 for a friggin' hammer, all right? These are the jobs where you see eight guys standing around a circle watching one guy dig a hole and all nine of them getting paid $20 an hour, all right? They'll go over the budget. They'll extend the timeline. They don't care. They don't care if they waste money because it's not their money. It's not their money. It's your money. So, besides some, you know, wasting money, I certainly have my issues with corporations, both on a moral and a legal perspective. But the difference is, the difference is, and this is so important, I don't have to engage with a private business, okay? If I don't like how Tim Cook makes his iPhones at Foxconn in China, who had to install netting around every fifth floor of the building because the working conditions were so awful that people were spending their lunch break leaping to their deaths from sixty floors up. I mean, literally just face smacking the concrete at terminal velocity. I don't mean to laugh, but I mean <laughs> damn son, you know. Somebody's gotta clean your ass up. I mean for for God's sake, Bo, you, you you've just left you just left a forty foot wide Jackson Pollock sitting on the sidewalk down here, made made of blood and shit. And 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 bone dust. You know? This seems a bit inconsiderate, if you ask me. I'm I'm trying to walk my dog down here, man. Come on. Think about that imagery too, though. I mean you, you've you've had it up to here with these sixteen hour days, working your ass off, and then if you're lucky, sucking down a rusty bucket full of fried bat when you get home. Right, and four minutes of missionary on your birthday, you know, you say, you know what? That's it. I've had a good run. I'm actually excited about this, come high noon on Thursday, I am stripping naked, popping a Xanax and sending it full speed out that window and plunging to my death. Then you fall six feet into a damn cargo net they gotta fish your ass out of. (laughs) A nice try Skippy, back to work. So if I don't feel comfortable engaging with a business who treats their workers that way, then guess what? I don't have to buy an iPhone. If I don't like how Phil Knight pays his workers two cigarettes an hour to assemble tennis shoes in Indonesia, then guess what? I don't have to buy Nikes, okay? Conversely, conversely, if I don't like how the federal government invades and massacres every nation in the Middle East and bogs us down into unwinnable and, frankly, unnecessary conflicts to secure oil fields and enrich the Raytheons and Halliburtons of the world, the military contractors, then if I don't like that, guess what? Tough shit. You're paying for it. You either send us a check to the federal government or we send men with guns to your house, lock you up, and seize all your assets. Right? If I don't like Richard Nixon removing the U.S. dollar from the gold standard in 1971 and replacing it with the petrodollar, meaning that now Saudi Arabia uses a percentage of their oil profits to purchase U.S. bonds... In exchange for us not only allowing, not only allowing, but funding a full-blown genocide in Yemen. If you don't like that, well, tough shit. You're paying for it. You either write us a check, or I send my boys over, we beat your door down, we take you away, throw you in a cage, and take all your stuff. Huh? How you like that? Right? And another real quick example, this is, this is one of my favorites, is gay marriage. You know? I was so upset when the real righties, the real righties, not these hyper-religious freak shows like Mitt Romney, uh, but the real righties like the Ron Pauls, the Tom Woods, the real limited government types did not stand up on a tabletop and scream at the top of their lungs, the government has no right determining who you can marry. Okay? The answer here is less government, not more. All right? It's such a perfect example to introduce outsiders to the liberty movement and they squandered it. Now, I got to say, the important stipulation here is that, hey, freedom is messy, okay? If you have the freedom to get married, which you should, then churches, mosques, synagogues, they have the freedom to deny you, right? And a lot of people disagree with that. They think that you should force force them to provide these gay marriages via the government, right? And I think your heart's in the right place, you know, you're anti-discrimination. But, you know, from my perspective— I want to know who these anti-gay bigots are. I want them out in bright shining lights, masks off, proclaiming we do not support homosexuality so that we can judge them on their own accords for the, who they really are, right? I dude, I'm a, I'm a male nurse. I got tons of gay buddies, right? And I can't, you know, I can't speak on their behalf, obviously, but I wouldn't want someone to be forced into providing a a marriage service for me, right? I want someone who has the complete legal freedom and autonomy to deny me with no legal repercussions whatsoever. They can shut me down. They can say, I don't support you. I don't support you gay boys running around my church around here. All right. So take your little fairy ass and run. All right. I want someone who has the freedom to say that. And yet they freely choose to accept me for who I am. All right. No coercion, no ulterior motives, free acceptance. Right? So for that reason, and for many more, I will never, I repeat, never let any of you Saul Alinsky cultural Marxist tacticians bully me into shying away from or apologizing about the fact that I exist on the political right. Okay? So necessary evil is for those who exist outside of the Clinton-Romney continuum, right? Or the, or the Bush-Obama continuum, whatever you want to call it. It's the same thing. Uh, and it is significantly narrower than you may believe. Right? And I hope some of my Bernie bros, I got tons of buddies and family members who are full-blown Bernieites. Um, I hope you realize that you are as far out of that continuum as I am. Right? You just choose to go about it a different way. But, you know, I think the more you listen to this, the more you'll realize that the working class libertarian, the the small C conservative, not not the uppercase C conservative, which is like the Mitt Romney weirdos. Uh, but the working class libertarian, the small C conservative, has a lot more in common with the working class Bernie and Andrew Yang types than you probably believe, okay? From, from you know, frustration with the establishment media and government, a genuine concern for the well-being of our nation, and just a deep-seated, a real love for the forgotten heroes of our society uh, who don't appear on the cover of Forbes magazine, all right? What you're seeing now from both sides is a revolt against the authoritarian center, right? And I, for one, think that is just splendid. So I'm really excited. I'll try to get these out as often as possible. Um, my idea is just to have you you know be able to crunch out a 10 15 minute episode just while you're going to work. just get you thinking. you know, I'm no expert, but I've spent a lot of time thinking about these, rationalizing them in my head, reading both sides of the arguments, which is so important. And so I want to be able to lay this out for you guys and maybe you can maybe I'll change your mind. maybe you maybe I solidify where you lie on the spectrum. Um, I think a lot of people, they think they know where they lie politically, uh, but the deeper they get into it, you know, it might, it might be something, um, you know, they might surprise themselves. So I've got a lot to say. I can't wait to hear what you guys think either way. You know, if you disagree or think of something that I may not have considered, then please, by all means, hit me up. I am malleable. I'm not just set into some concrete ideology that is without fault, all right? The thing about politics that you have to remember above all else is that you are sovereign. Okay, you are sovereign. Ideas are freestanding. They exist completely irrespective to who happens to hold them. Meaning, you are not the Democratic Party. You are not the Republican Party. Okay? Socialized medicine is an idea. The marginal tax rate is an idea. They have no connection to your identity as a human being whatsoever. Okay? You have absolutely no ties to anyone involved in the inner workings of the national policymaking. Zero zero. Therefore, wouldn't you agree that it would be childish, asinine, and hysterical to allow an attack on those people or a retort of the ideas to which you may subscribe to affect you in any way emotionally, right? If the answer is no, you don't think that that is childish, asinine, and hysterical, then please, by all means, unsubscribe, okay? This is a channel for adults. March your little ass right on back to the kitty table, little boy. All right? The grownups are talking. I'll bring you a warm glass of milk after I get done making out with your mom. Because I'm your freaking daddy now. All right? If your answer was yes, however, then welcome aboard. And I'll see you next time on Necessary Evil, where people are sovereign, where all government measures are enforced by the point of gun, and where state power is in direct conflict with individual liberty. Thanks a lot.